Hello, and welcome to the Rathpeakin Pinecast. I hope you're all excited for this episode as Mr. Rathpeakin himself joined myself and Dinny for a chat and a cup of coffee, or a pint, whatever you're having yourself. Mick Buckley was part of the team that reformed in the community centre in 1984 and has seen great success with the club over the years. He told Dinny and I about some great days managing the club, spending seven nights a week down in Dan Jim's, and the importance of inclusivity and being a listening ear for those in the club. So, take a break, relax, and have a listen to another great chat with the sound man. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Uh, welcome to the, the the fourth episode. We're in <laughs> we're in week four now of um, the Rathpeakin Pinecast, where uh, myself and Dinny are interviewing Rathpeakin GA members and and legends. Really, and we've another legend here with us today, Mister Rathpeakin himself, Mick Buckley. Mick, how's the farm? How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm very good, but a uh, legend to be very. Um... <laughs> It doesn't sit too well with me, <laughs> but uh, I'd be pro Rapika man anyway. You know what I mean? No, I'd say the, the, the blood runs blue, Mick. It does, Dini. Yeah, uh, it does. Of course, uh, it does. Of course, just blue all the time, and uh, sure, it is what it is. Where you come from, uh, Rapika, and I'd be very proud of it. Like even since going to school, uh, I was always proud of Rapika and uh, the people I grew up with. I'd be still friends with them today. You know, they were. My friends would be from Rapican school, if you know what I'm saying, like, you know, class or two ahead of me, class or two behind me, you know, that kind of way, sure, mm. we're all the same. But uh, I, they'd be still my friends mm. today, like, you know, mightn't see each other as often, but sure, listen, that's, that's, the, that's the joys of it. So let's let's start there, so, Mick, how did oh, you start yeah. with Rapican? Did you, was there a school team back in the day, or was it, was it non-existent then? Or no, there you... wasn't. No, there was no GL at all. Um, how we got into the GA, I suppose, is, uh, believe it or not, just, uh, John Amon Cahey above my church. To, uh, brought up the Rapik and Phyllis that time, myself, uh, Michael Crone, and I'd say Ken Cotter was probably going up there as well. A few more like that, we were going up, you know, and um, Ian McKay, Tony Ring was going up there for a while. So he kind of, he was he was the, the fellow that got us going, I suppose. And then when we got up to about 17, then Rapik and started in 1984. That was very good. Like it was outstanding. Then for us, like we uh, we were just kind of coming in to be adults. Then I was working at that stage, so um, it was uh, it was great crack. All right, when it started up first, uh, we used to meet down then gyms. The first meeting was actually up in the community centre, and it was joint. I'd never seen a community centre so many people in it, well. and it was unreal. Um, John Mack was the secretary. I think George Reardon was the chairman. And Mick Looney was the treasurer. I know Pat Gargan had a job in it as well, but they were kind of the leading officers at the time. And uh, we got going then. We were training down with John Maxfield on a Sunday. Then when we, we started getting going, we went up to the pitch above in Kilbarry, you know, the, the slanty pitch. That's behind, where we played first. And, uh, behind the hurling factories now, or where so, it was long ago. Behind the hurling factories, correct, yeah. So <laughs> the, the best thing would have was the Sunday mornings, myself in... Uh, Liam McElhenney, 
the two of us, it was like a point, but um, we just love going to the matches, like the junior C, the junior C that time, and we'd play in the morning, they'd play in the morning, and we'd have a minor match in the evening, so we didn't win too many minor matches. <laughs> <laughs> so you started off as a minor with the club then, so there was a minor team in the club, Mick, was there? There was, there was a minor team and a junior team the first year, yeah. The junior C team won their league that year, um, the first year of, of uh, existence, they won it, and uh, they're great players. Tom Lings was playing it, no way, Khan, uh, Terence's Terms dad, Tomas, Ian Cotter was in goal, they used savage players, um, John O'Grady, Matt McAuliffe over, Michael Hallisey, she's like a name, Joe, uh, Joe Carter, Pat Leary, Ivan's dad, good player, great player, you know, Richie Manny, there was savage players in that team. The Murphys, of course, Donna mm-hmm. and Aiden. Were those guys playing with other clubs at the time, or did they take a... Um, they were all right, sir. They were all playing. Like, and they were, when they started up, then they all joined, you know? Yeah, very they good. They were all playing. They were all, like, Tom Lyons played in county senior football finals with Sam Michaels. Like, you know, that was the kind of class player he was. Like, you know, um, Richie Mann, he was super, super player. Joe, uh, I don't think Joe was there to start. Jerome then, and I, like, they would have all played. They would have all played with other clubs, like, you know, but they all came back together, like, you know, it's just, like, the, again, I suppose, like, the likes of Tom and they made, did make a big difference, like, you know what I mean? Oh, the rest of them, they were locals, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Mick, did it take a long time to get from, so, you know, you talked about the community up in the hall and there's a big crowd there, so yeah. there's obviously huge interest in getting it back there. But from when the, yeah. the when the, the, the idea was put into a few heads... To get it onto the pitch, was it a year yeah, well, or was it six months? Or it, I tell you, no, it was very quick. Um, it started off, I can still picture it below in, in, in the square. We used to be in the square that thing, seven nights a week, playing cards and whatever. But the beauty of or, uh, Dan James, the beauty of it was like that I was only a young fella, 16, 17 years of age, having a point. But the older fellas, you were all in the same, uh, we were all in the same conversation that time, if you know what I mean. Like the so it, it, the story broke about having the, will we all go back to year And uh, like that, click of the fingers, there was a meeting organised. That was it. That was basically it. Just started blowing then, Jim's. And Phyllis just came back to it. John Mack, no, and all them, like, uh, they would have all had an experience. Like, you know, they were all experienced guys, like George Gerard and um, Patcock and Mick Looney was like the, the taxi driver. Like, we, Mick Looney was God to myself and Liam and uh, Eric because... <laughs> We used to jump into the back of the van. We'd be sitting up on top of trolls and shovels and everything going to the games. But... <laughs> and Mick, did you have any um, any standout matches when you were playing or or any standout players, I suppose? Um, I know you mentioned a good few there. Oh, they were all, like, they were the first of the players. Yeah. They, were, they were very good. Like um, They were very good. And I suppose you kind of, they, they stuck around in for a long time. Like uh, They were there for a long time. That team was there for a long time. Like a good few of them won the county in '91, I think. A good few of them would have won, like, and um, like Dini Kell, I know, God rest his soul, he was my age, like, he he went on, he he was a good player. Donny Ring was a good player, like, they were my age, you know, they all went on and played after them. Uh, Ray Murphy was a super player, yeah, Aiden's brother and Donny's brother, he was a super player. Ray Murphy was super. Uh, James Buckley, the ball player that won the All Ireland's. He 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 was a great player too. He was a very good player. So they were they were kind of the, the standout players in my age group, you know. That went they were super. And was it hurling on football back then, yeah. Nick, or was it more focused on football? Or? It just started with the football. 
yeah, just focused on the football. And it didn't take long, you know, it took about two or three years then. And uh, then they got into the, the hurling then, like you would Richie, Richie Manny and all them now would have played like Floor, uh, Podrick, I'd say, I was on the scene at that time, Podrick Barrett. Um, you know, he wasn't far away from it anyway, like they were, Jerome, they were all good, they were all good players, like, you know, good players. Tell, tell me, Mick, when, so you, you mentioned Kilbarra, and I remember going up to Kilbarra and we played school matches up there and stuff. But then I also remember there was a soccer pitch over where Kilcully is now, where we're where we're based these days. When did the, the club... Yeah, um, that was Rockmount. Right, that was yeah, Rockmount. yeah, yeah. When did we... Yeah, what so happened then? Or? Did, uh, I suppose the lads didn't like the, the officers. They, they bought that in off of... It uh, was Joe Buckley, actually. He owned that above my church. He owned that pitch. Rockmount moved to my church. And Rapikin bought that in, like, you know... I'd say it was bought like two or three years after it formed. You know, it was uh, it was brilliant. Uh, I suppose in hindsight, it was uh, it was super. Like it was just it was just a pity. I suppose like when you come back to it, that you have the community centre away over there, and you have the school over there, and you have the pitch. Do you know we're missing out that little bit? Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, just, it's not a gripe. It's just the way. No, it is, it, you know it's. I mean? You'd often hear from the lads, you know, and we're a great club for attracting lads from different parts of the country and, you know, whatever, and fellas from outside the community. Yeah. They'd, they'd, exactly. they'd often comment on that, that, that thing, you know, that the pitch in the school are so far away from each other kind of thing. But look, we live with it and we, we get on with it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get on with it. But I suppose that we, we're getting what we're getting at the moment. Like, like you know, I always say that. We, we, we do get the, the players, okay, you're going to lose an odd fella here. He's going to go playing... He's going to go play in senior hurling. There's nothing you can do about that. You just wish yeah. him the best of luck and say, right, you know. Now, if we were near the school, probably my hold him a bit longer. But mm. in the end of the day, am we going to, like, we have, we've had numerous mm-hmm. players playing, playing with the Glen, playing with Blarney, and playing with Pier 6 down through the years, like, you know. And uh, a good few of them have come back then as well, like, you know what I mean? You know, most have come back, like, to be fair, you know. You know, and... Um, Sure, yeah, like we, we'll get a couple from the Glen. We've got Johnny Hollick oh. last year. We'll yeah. have to get a couple back. So there's no point in fighting with fellas. Like, if they want to go and they want to play senior, and they would end up good enough to play it. My motto was good. I'd be their chairman anyway, do you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely, Mick. You know, we were chatting last week to, to Aid O'Brien, and just like a second career for him, you know, like he'd a, a great career with Klein before us, and then yeah, exactly. And I suppose, uh, like Aiden, like Aiden's a typical example. And Declan McEnany, to be fair, he came back there in the early two thousands, and he changed the club. Like, but like you know, he, mm. like we he started like he, we won a good few cups and and, and uh, championships and stuff. And he was a big help to us, like you know. And he was never, never a showboater. He just put his shoulder to the wheel and, and and done it for us, like you know what I mean. And uh, it's it's great that we can have fellas like that that we don't cause any trouble. If they want to come back and play, even play away, do you know what I mean? So, so Mick, moving on there a bit from the um, from the playing days, you you've managed many many great teams in Rappikin, and you know you've managed lots of teams over the years as well. You know different levels yeah. and stuff. And to be fair to you, you've yeah. brought many players into the club. Yeah. How did you get into the management, or when did you start with it, or do you remember? I started. I think my first team was ninety eight. I think ninety seven or eight. Teddy Manley and uh, Joel Carter were the selectors and they asked me to go with him. And uh, I was kind of, Jesus, I don't know all about this thing, but do you know what I mean? And uh, I stuck it. I stuck with it. 
I just stuck with it. I kind of got addicted to it from day one. It evolved in, of course, over the years. Like, you know, you know, like uh, it's different now. Like um, that time it was all kind of just go out and do it. And you're, but now you want to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I see fellas on my peak and they want to be uh, selectors. There was no one going to be selected that time. Like it was just hard work trying to get someone. But um, but I done it anyway. Ted's or uh, Ted, Ted's or would, would uh, turn water into wine. For he was just way way about and you know, yeah, he was unreal. Like I like I uh, I suppose I, I miss Ted too. Like you know, Ted was uh, I know the man David over ten years, but he was huge mm-hmm. last. Like he was uh, yeah. he he was Mister Rapik and. Like I often yeah. spent half as ten left to pitch him over at half as ten. Yeah, EBI got him at two hours. We'd be still above there talking. Do you know what I mean? That that's uh, what being from Rapik and it's didn't like No, Ted Ted was a huge loss. I often talked to my dad about Ted and as you know myself, my father and Ted yeah. were good friends. And yeah. you know, some of the stories there were, you know, you wouldn't repeat them to be honest, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but you see, exactly exactly but exactly what you're saying, right? You don't have to believe, but like I've sat in all the companies like Teddy Teddy Mac. Ted Manley, Teddy Gargan, Ginny Murphy. They all have the story, but they're all the same stories. Like, there's no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I believe them because there's no change in any of their stories. They'll tell you yeah. what happened, and that was it, you know. And I know you said, Jesus, did that happen? But it did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah they're, you're, it's funny what you, you said. They're like all characters, like, you know, they're all characters. <laughs> I think everyone's, you know, there's all generations of the characters. Some of the stories in the last few weeks with the lads, it's it's the same story, slight twist in it, but we were all there, like you say, yeah. right? And, so the story is yeah, uh, yeah. story oh, they're right there, yeah. They're right there, yeah. It does, then, yeah. Oh, it does definitely with the boys anyway. And I was always conscious of like when you were asking me the question about well, what it means to be from Rapikin. Like Ted, Teddy Teddy Mack had come down here and we'd be talking about Rapikin going back to the he said whole thing's blown out and then going back to the sixties. If I met your dad out in the ground, like he'd be on about Rapikin. Do you know we all have that bond, like you know, do you know what I'm saying? So it, it is, you know, and it's like you know, Keen asks all our guests, right? What makes the club special? But it is that bond, and it is that characters, and it is that connection to the club, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. That's hundred percent. It's what it's what came before you, right? Like we're only here now, like we're we're passing on, we're passing it on, like the likes of Key and there, you know, he's he's age group, like, and we, have, I suppose, I'm really ahead of myself now, but I'm just using Key and there, you know, and age group, right? Gets an awful lot of flack, okay? They say they're the they're the computer age, right? That they don't know how to interact. But I know firsthand from it, right? I see my own daughter there. They are way more, I won't say they're a bit sussed, but they're sussing it, if you if you know what I mean. Mm. And I think they're they're bringing a new thing, a new dimension in the and into Rapikin as well, okay? And we'll be all the better for that, but we have to move on and help them then, like you know, like we were helped with the stories from long ago. We just have to help them and guide them and they'll pass it on then to the next crowd again. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's all we can do is make sure that right peaking is there after us. Like. I think people like yourselves and like you and Dinny and Sean O'Hearn and lads like that are great <coughs> inspiration in Rath Peak in itself just for the amount that yeah. you give to the club. You know, especially for me. Sean inspires me, like, you know, do you know what I mean? If you know what I'm saying, like, oh, I've Sean ahead of a long time since the first team I picked. Sean was on it, do you know what I mean? Uh, incredible, incredible guy. And um, and I've seen that lately. What I mean is, like, he, he's just, I've been awe of the guy. He was, he, like, the last couple of years there, especially, uh, he was captain of the team and he, he was just 
it was a little joy to be around, you know, you know, because I was standing back and said, this fella, he'll be what he likes, you know what I mean? He's just incredible. And we're lucky. And, uh, you know, where there's other people there, like Eamon, Eamon, like, you'd be on about people coming to the club, like, look at him, like, you know, another fella I'd be in awe of, like, he, he'd inspire you as well, like, you know, Eamon does. And, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm good friends with Eamon. Eamon is a, he's a, he's a good guy. So we're lucky to have all these people, you know, you know, again, like I suppose in the small club, you need fellas like that, you know, that will give, 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 you know. Yeah, the, the, those two examples, Mick, like both the lads, like Sean and Eamon, they're, they're also guys that don't look for the pat in the back. They just get on and they do it like yourself a bit, you know, and it's incredible the work they yeah. both do, right, you know, at different levels of the club, right? And even Sean's commitment still on the pitch, you know, he's still, he wants to do the best he can and it's, it's incredible. Incredible. Spe- incredible. Speaking about the pitch, Mick, you know, back in your own playing days or even managing, what standout matches do you remember or, you know, from the sideline or from on the pitch, you know? Any, do you know, special memories? Yeah, I pitch? suppose, I do. I have a lot of special memories. I have a lot of memories, actually. I could go on and need about them, but I suppose they could... We're, we're here all night for you, Mick. Keep going. Yeah, I suppose special matches, <laughs> I suppose one of them, one of them was uh, the night we beat Brian Dillon's in the Junior Football Championship below in... Delaney's 2010, I think it was. We won by a point. We had no chance. No chance. We had 17 players. Right. We had only 14 at one stage, I think at 20 past seven. Sean McEnany, myself, and Jerome were on the line. We got three more anyway. I think Carmichael Keith can know something like that as well. But uh, Brendan got injured and Michael Cashman was the sub. And Michael came on for him. Michael had a storm on when he came in. Like when you see Brendan going off, and we were up two or three points. Since she's we're in trouble now, but mm. we got there, we won by a point. I thought that was fantastic. Every fellow that was playing that night just they just left it there, man. And it was just mm. we have to win this, like you know. And we won it, and um, you know, that was great, that was a, a, a savage one. And I suppose, uh, oh, I used to have like we done one West Cork another time, Brian Murphy and Shea McMahon, semi final of the county. Oh man, the two of them were unbelievable. I never seen anything like it. But Brian Murphy get performance below that there. It was just I never seen anyone play like that for uh, on that day. You know what I mean? He was outstanding, and uh, Shane was the same. I don't think Shane missed a free that night. And uh, the wind and the rain and everything down there, it was unbelievable. Who, who suppose, were you playing? Uh, who were you playing that day, Mick? The special one of all. I don't know. Was it Glen Gareth? We played St Mary's in the final. I, I don't know who was the opposition over there from West Cork anyway. It was Don Milan with Donny Ring and myself and uh, Frank O'Shea were the, were the selectors. And um, Brian, and uh, he, he actually had to go off injured. He was just wrecked. <laughs> and um, it was just one of those days. You know, it was, he was just brilliant, like, absolutely. That game definitely stands out. And I suppose, yeah, that I suppose the 2009. 2009 uh, Junior C final as well of course that was uh, yeah. that was incredible like <laughs> that was yeah that would be probably the best that would be the best now like I know like, there's loads of them there but you see we came from such a place like we came from a low place like where we had no players and then we built it which he was man, and myself like and uh, a few more we built it and we kept going and kept going and kept going. Like there was a time we didn't even win a match. But mm. we got there, like the likes of Donald Welsh, no, no, they would have been in at the start of that, you know, when we were finding hard to get players and uh, 
we were getting him bit by bit every year, and next thing, off we go, you know, and we won it, and uh, we won that way. You were there, didn't you, weren't you? you were playing that? I was, yeah, I played that game with you. It was an awful day, I remember, just pissing out the heavens. And uh, was it eight points? Was it a very low-scoring game as well? Pissing, yeah. Um, Danny, of course, Danny got yeah. uh, Danny got the one Danny. goal. <laughs> the, that was that was Danny's leg, uh, Danny's leg, and um, Richie, of course, got the penalty before that. Was and, it not? Um, what, what happened with the penalty? No, did, the referee, did the referee bring it back? There was some. Like, I'm trying to remember now, but did the referee bring it all of his back? That was the first. Did? That was the penalty for. Yeah, there was a uh, yeah, there was some bit of controversy anyway, but um, Richie stuck it anyway. He stuck it in, and um, that was late in the game. Like they were five points up, and uh, there was there was less than five minutes to go, yeah. and uh, we got the two goals. Then yeah. I'll never forget it. Yeah, what's his name? Was uh, managing um, Bishop Brian Copper, right? Yeah, he was just for- the shit out of the wire. Right, he was. Yeah. That's the day keynote that uh, Mick Buckley had a, a tactical masterclass over a future Cork senior football manager. The future Cork senior yeah. football manager is kicking the wire. Mick Buckley is celebrating on the ground with yeah. that in Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and you know what, right? I always say this as well. Then, right, two thousand thirteen, okay. Brian Copper is the new Cork football manager, okay. And I said, I was above him there. I was managing Waterloo at the time, and I got there. You go now, look. I beat him in the final. He's managing Cork and I'm managing Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Come here to me, Vic. Oh, um, I, uh... I, I won't uh, get ahead of myself here, but I was chanting to one of the lads earlier and he was saying that, yeah, you were managing the Waterloo and the soccer teams as well. And I'd like to confirm yeah. or deny the story that the first day you went out anyway and you managed one of the first games you managed the soccer team. You called out the team and like classic GA, you went number one, number two, number three, number four. Sure, half the soccer lads didn't have a clue where they were playing or what was going on. Is that yeah. true story, Mick? That'd be about true, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't change much since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be about right, yeah. But we got there. Um, I like just saying that on that, I, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed a couple of years I was up there and I went back last year and I was up in Blackstone for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, I like I like doing that, you know. I, um, you're also involved with Shandoon as well. How's that going? There's a few players from Rapikin and the, and the squad. Yeah, Shandoon, of course. Um, that's another job. That's, that I, I, I suppose, like, I, 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 first of all, on that, I'm representing Rapikin in there. Like, you know, I, I'm the secretary. I'm very proud that I'm from Rapikin. And um, it's a big thing, like, you know, it's a big thing to be the secretary of it. And uh, it's a huge, huge job. Like, it's like... Uh, it's like you're, you're catering for 23 clubs, you know what I mean? And um, you could, like, no, to be fair, 99% of them are, are grand, but you'll always get 23 clubs. That's 23 secretaries, like, and then you have delegates and you have chairmen, and then you have anyone that wants to take a pop off you, like, so, you know, <laughs> during the summer, there, your phone could be just melting, like, you know, your brain would be melting as well. But I like it. It's a challenge, and you know what? Again, like um, like Rapikin, like it's it's a big thing, like it's it's a big thing for it's a big thing for Rapikin as well. It's not just me, like, but uh, we're, we're you know they say look, like Dave Dave Donovan knows inside, like I'd love Dave like to to come in now, like you know 
he's going a long time in there. He's a delegate. Dave would be another brilliant uh, officer of the board in there as well. Like, you know, a good guy, like, you know. Yeah. So, like, the, the, it's important. I think it's, you know, I'm as far as I go. Like, I have no ambitions about going anywhere else. And I, like, fellas, obviously, to me, you should go for this, you should go for that. No, I've, I've, I, I have my, I'm at my peak. And uh, when this is over now, and I will, I'm into my third year, and I have two more to do. And then, hopefully, Touch wood, I'll be back then and uh, it'll be helping out again, blowing my peak, and you know what I mean. So, so that's my uh, but Chandoon is, uh, is a big thing with the like the lads are playing, the lads are on the on the Chandoon hurling panel, which is is after mushrooming to sort of step here, take here, and it's about yeah, there's about 70 lads in the group chat and WhatsApp, anyways. Um, a lot of players like. Yeah, and it's 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 incredible. Like and um, Paul McCarthy there from the Bears. Mm. Paul, like like you say, how did that start? Like it, it was just a phone call. Uh, John Callan, um, we were going to have it last year, and John was John was going to do it, but with all the lockdowns and everything, there was no championship for the divisional sides. <coughs> so we said we'd have a go again, and uh, Paul Paul got involved, and. Um, he got John Callan, he got Justin. Of course, Justin is a um, huge bonus. Like, mm, he's yeah. just a huge... He's like, he's like the pipe, pipe out of horror. You know? He's a great guy. Yeah. Tell me, Mick, and, you know, not to be controversial now, but the divisional sides, and there's been questions about it over the years, in particular there with Amy Kelly being quite dominant for a few years. Yeah. What, what would you say to that? You know, a lot of the you know the club teams, and it's you know, so hard to keep um, what I what I do think and what I seen like we we are trying to turn the the Shandun into a club if you know what I mean like you know like we the, the sixty or seventy fellas are there like that's to take care of next year and the year after if you know what I'm saying right mm-hmm. but it's giving these guys it's giving these guys a window of opportunity you know what I'm saying like you have yeah. uh, young Michael Mullins with Manchester Cup minor last year <laughs> you know you've all these fellas are going to be playing the Keen McCarthy down passage like he played with Cock. You know, they are getting a window, like they, they are meant to play, so why not accommodate them? Like, no, I'm not saying we're going to be winning any counties or anything, but the boys are putting in a fair effort. It's they're putting in a, they're putting in an effort like a club, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. if they can win a match or two, which are like what's the ham, you know what I mean? Surely, yeah. It's surely good for holding in the city, like, you know what I mean? No, no, I, I think it's great that the way that, and like Keen said, there, if there's you know, whatever 70 lads in the old. Involved right now, and that's you know what more do we want this time with this lockdowns and everything else? Yeah. Just any anything that gets lads out and doing something together is it's got to be a positive, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it is a positive. It's a big, it's a big positive, and like Jesus, you just talk about club, like you know, you know the, the cost of of this legacy is incredible. But like the boys are, they're doing everything, like they're they're organising gatos and. They're getting sponsors in, and there's new team sponsor, you know, and it's they're doing all this themselves. Like, you know, it's just they just want to do it. And uh, I take my hat off the pod, and the boys, like, they're just phenomenal guys. Like, you know, it's just hopefully, you know, like, that they'll get games. That's the next, uh, that's the next step now, like, just to get games from. Can you see uh, the games happening, Mick, anytime oh, soon? Oh, good, all right, for them. Um, I oh, can I see games happening? Um, no, you know, it's uh, I was hoping we'd see near, but I'd say it'd be nearly me and all before we get a game, you know what I mean? 
And again, then, if it doesn't start in May, you're only looking at championship again, then, like, you're going to lose the league, if you know what I mean? So, you see, like, every, like, fellas need to be playing, like, they need to be out on the pitch, then, um, it's tough times, like, it's, it's, it's really tough, and, um, I've no answer, like, I've no answer to it, but, it's tough times, and, um, yeah, like the the lockdown was fine, but it, it's it's it's. I think last year was easier than it is now. It's it's melting people now. Like you know, yeah. every day is it's just bad news, yeah. bad news, bad news, bad news. And you know, it's fine, right? Um, it's a horrible thing, right? But you know, I was coming around the corner. Is people are just being lost to the game now. They're at home. They're down. People are down. And uh, I'd say one of the bigger problems around the corner with with uh, with people like that, they're just melting. Like you know, that's the, that that will be around the corner. Like you know, even even myself there, like it's it, it's actually tough there some days. Like you know, mm. it's tough, very tough. So Mick, they're just talking about, I suppose, with lockdown, bringing people down and stuff, community and. Togetherness, it do, it can lift you up. Like, and I know inclusivity and diversity are things you're very passionate about. And we had that day, um, yeah. the GA.ie wrote about Rapikin with the the GA for all day. Can you explain what these mean and like how it applies to you and Rapikin and the GA in particular? For us here, like, are we changing? Like, is the GA changing for the better? Yes, but we're too slow, right? We're too slow, you know. We're we're brushing things still. We're still of the generation where we're brushing stuff under the carpet, like you know. Mental health is a big problem. It's a huge problem at the moment, and and like we have to be as a GA club, as a community, we have to be more aware. To know, it, it, you're never too old. This is this is you said the other day, to me, like you're never too old to learn. Like we're learning all the time, but. We have to be more inclusive uh, to people, you know. Um, things are changing, like you. We we are more we are more aware you know, of where we stand as people, as well as uh, as human beings. Like um, diversity, you have so like families are changing. The family, the family dynamic is changing. Like you have you have single parent families now. You have same sex uh, families. All this, we have to be. Inclusive. We have to include all these people, like you know, not not for like we have to be careful all the time. Like we have to be more aware. Um, I suppose being careful is the wrong word, but we have to be more aware and more inclusive, like all the time. Like you're learning all the like even myself, there are like, 360 degrees, like in in my way of thinking over the last few years. But you have to. We have to open up our minds and say mm-hmm. it's not it's not all about winning matches, like you know. Course, like you love to win matches, and you love this. But we're like when you're wearing a, a shirt like a Rapik and Jersey, and you're out in the boat, and you want to people see, and they said, Geez, he's a decent lad, you know, he's a decent lad. You can talk to him. I've talked to players, um, I won't be talking about any ends, but I've spoken to players after matches, after training, and like it's it's, it's tough going, like it's tough going. Then people find it tough, but just as I say, just listen. It's like um, there's none of us, there's none of us experts in anything. But what we can do is listen, you know, listen to people, take their point of view on board, and you know, like just even if you get them through for for an hour, like you were talking to them, you're leaving them in a better spot. You know? So we have we have to be more. I want to therapists, if you know what I'm saying, but. We have to have that kind of a leaning, like we just have to listen to people. No, 
and say, okay, the whole dynamic is going to change and it's going to change a lot in the next 20 years. And we have to be more aware of that. And we have to start those seeds now. If we're not starting those seeds now, mm-hmm. we'll be late. We'll be late mm-hmm. to the time stakes. So I think we should be more aware. We should be definitely more aware, you know. And uh, but, but we are getting there. We're making strides, like, but GA sport, sport in general is 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 slow getting going. Like it's it's slow. It's actually slow off the mark, you know. And uh, like I'd be wrong not to say it's just GA, but it's all sports really. Like I um I I've been lucky enough to be doing sports co- uh, coaching courses and stuff. We're miles behind, like we're just miles behind, but where we should be, do you know what I mean? How 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 do you think we can do better, Mick? Or how can we like individually and as a club accelerate that? Or I know education's probably we can, a yeah. Well, education, yeah, like like just taking what I said that we go about Keen's age, like they, like they're sourcing it, like they're asking the questions, like you know, mm-hmm. um, why, why you know, like I think that's a great question, like why do you know what I mean? It's uh, why can't we do it? You know, like the, it's super, but. We have to we have to open up and let us let people see that we are friendly to anything like you know what I mean and everything um, the gay and, and all that like we have to be more aware just more aware and because um, it's going to have a big thing where like there's players there's players out there they're afraid to play you know that's wrong like mm. you know what I mean yeah. that's wrong I've seen it myself and I know it's like and I know I know people like and and uh, it's it's tough it's tough out there but we need we need to help these people like you know do you know what I mean it's uh, it's tough to be it's tough to be a kid it's tough to be a parent it's tough to be everything you know you happen to which is it's yeah. tough to be uh, yeah it's tough to be a kid as well so we have to understand that like you know what I mean we have afraid you say the wrong thing but we shouldn't be afraid do you know what I'm saying no you mentioned a couple of things there Mick like you know you said yourself you know you know we've grown up in a different era than Keane and yeah. You know, and you, you said yourself you come three sixty in some ways or whatever, and, and there was a picture. I think it was back to what Keen referred to as the inclusivity day a few months back. Yeah. Yourself and I think yourself and um Richie. and Richie Reardon were holding the the pride flag. Um, but it was a very powerful, yeah. Im- very powerful image, Mick, for someone yeah. like you, who is from a let's be fair, a different generation or an older generation. Yeah, you know, down yeah. in our GA pitch and sending a message to our local community that look, it's all good. We're here for you, kind of thing. It was very. My small kids were that, That's it, and, yeah, and they're like, like the kids are very much, um, they're all the part of the future. And if they can see these things, like little things, like we didn't see them, we didn't see anything like that. Like mm-hmm. all, all we had was the jokes, like the joke is yeah. over, like you know, the joke is mm-hmm. over because the joke hurts people. If you know what I'm saying, like you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keen, you'd have, I mean, you must see this in college and even your own friends and stuff. It's much more inclusive society that you've grown up with compared to say myself or Mick and do you think our generation are trying our best or do you think we're we've a lot more to do like Mick says you know or any guidance for us to be honest because we're here to learn as uh, well like, like Mick says you're never too old to learn well I think it's uh, once you're having the conversation you're in the right direction I mean and I know Mick is right sports in general are very slow to um, to kind of get to the right direction but as long as I mean, we're three kind of different generations here and this, you know, there's not that much age between us, but three different generations in this conversation here and we're talking about it and 
as you said about Mick and Richie with the picture up at the club with the Pride flag for Pride Week and stuff. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, there's, you know, the family dynamic has changed now and there's kids with parents from all over the world training up in the pitch on the Mondays when that was going on last year and when it hopefully goes on again at the end of this year. So I think once you're thinking about it and once you're, um, once you're having the conversation and as Mick said, there to listen to people, um, I think it's good. Yeah, I think we're doing great. And it's a good for such a small club as well. Do you know, it's not like we have massive resources to um, be doing this, but it's just the, the people listening and listening to stories and helping people along. So I think we're going in the right direction anyways and just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, I suppose like uh, I suppose I suppose like you're on about resources there. The best resource we have is our ears, like you know, mm-hmm. it's our ears, and just be that's a resource that like, is given to us, and we should just listen and listen, and you never you never get tired of listening, like because you 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 will you will help someone, like you know what I mean. That's 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 basically it. It's just listening. I could talk about it on eight post list and I know more other things to talk about, but I work for a big multinational company and this stuff is you know it's beaten into us in a way, but in a good way, right? And um yeah. but at the same time I learn yeah. a lot. I learn a lot a lot from the likes of you and from Keen as well, because it's local, it it means more to me. And you know, so I'm con- yeah. continuously learning as well. So it's yeah, it's you know, it's not an individual effort, it's individuals yeah. making the choice to to learn. And then you know, no. all ships, all ships rise at the rising tide, right? All yeah. Better this. Yeah. And I, I like again within the work, like in the work, like uh, again, that's huge as well. Of course, huge. I just go back to my own work, and like I started work at fifteen inside a um, uh, uh, factory with for us about fifteen, sixty years of age, mm. and like you'll be on about learning, like you're learning all the bad things, like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, there was just a bad attitude. And um, I suppose we were all different eras, like, but we're learning, like, and just be willing to learn, like, you know, that's that's all I say. Fellas my age, I suppose we're learning. It's not too late, like, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, as you say, the Joe Hurts, like, you know what I mean? So, no, I think we some. push it on, keep pushing it on now and, that's it, yourself and Beth and O'Riordan and people mm. doing, doing the right thing, I think will be keep pushing it on. The like, future will be good. Beth is an uh, incredible uh, woman, like you know, I just I, I listened to her there, like she's an incredible woman. Like, so again, we're blessed again in the community and in the, in the club to have people like that around the place, you know what I mean? You know, we're, yeah. we're blessed to have all good people, there's good people out there, like you know. So, no, it's a great message, Mick, and I think it's something. Do you know, we I think we should come back to this um in a later podcast, Keen. Do you know, and we get some you know dedicated topics. Yeah. So great message. Yeah. So I mean, we'll go to we'll go to lighter topics, I suppose. Let's okay. uh, <laughs> say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the the podcast now, so we'll do some quick fire questions here now yeah. that we ask all our guests. All right. Um. So in your time, I suppose playing and and managing, who was the biggest messer in the dressing room? Um, you just mentioned the two of them while ago, Emmett and, 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 and Dave Hennessy. <laughs> I, I coached them underage and they never changed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but there was one thing about them, right? There was one thing about them. They'd always, they were always smiling, messing and laughing. And it was it was brilliant inside the dressing room. Like, it was chaotic at times, but 
Uh, they were good. <laughs> they were two good masters, though. Like, you know? and, um, who was a player now that you you wanted you wanted at the match? No matter like you might have had to drag him kicking and screaming to the match. Who's the player that you wanted there on the? Don't know. Like it's kind of uh, I don't know how to answer that question. I was. I suppose I wanted all every player. I, I you know you'd want every. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't kind of. Say like you know that would be a bit unfair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, won't be I won't be hung up on that anymore. <laughs> he wanted to say you, Keen. I know. <laughs> I could see the way he was looking there. Now. <laughs> um, and Mick, what's the most memorable memorable score that you've seen from a Red Peak player? If if you can, I, the, I suppose the best score I've ever seen. Right, uh, was actually David Hennessy outside in uh, Nemo. Don't say that. We'll never get rid of him. No, but it was. I, I can't <laughs> take that away from him. Like it's, it's. I can still picture him, like myself and Ted Manley and uh, Timmy Walsh were just standing alongside each other. And he goes, "Why, fucking god! Like look at this. It was incredible. It was just incredible. But he got it anyway. No, he might hit. He might kick it out over the wall the next thing. But he got that one anyway. That always stand out in my head. And of course, uh like again, getting back to uh, Danny's one while ago, the goal, I suppose. Yeah. Danny live on that forever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and Mick, the last quick fire one now, I suppose this is kind of similar now to the the best player you've you've managed, but who who was a player that you think you get the highest transfer fee for if there was transfer fees for clubs now? Brendan Harm. No shadow mm. of a doubt. He was Brendan Hearn was just right keen, like he was just Jesus, whoa, like he was he was just incredible, an incredible player. And uh, he had it all, like he was cranky, he was he had a bit of a devil in him, like you know, he had it all, like he could play, he could play, definitely God could he play, but he had that bit of a demon, you know, you know, like definitely that goes that extra step and uh, mm-hmm. he he went the extra, he did like you could like you often seen there when the tackles is oh my Jesus, do you know what I mean? But uh, no, he 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 definitely would be one player you'd never sell. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't sell any of them, like, but you know, he's definitely the he's definitely the right key in my mind anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny you say it, Mick. I mean, chatting to the lads over the last few weeks, it's you know Brendan's name's come up a few times, and I've started to realize myself what a you know what a pleasure and an honor. Has been to be, you know, at least grace the pitch with Brendan because he has been, like you described, like the the Roy Keane of yeah. picking, you know, it's just every day. He never let us yeah. down, like. No, like, and like, I, I, I've, yeah, like, lads from other clubs, they know that I know him, like, and they're just mm. effing, but they all know, like, they said, Jesus, like, you know, like the referee, like, Brian and I, they're all big good friends, but like, he just scratching his self, really, but he is, like, you know, he's just. He's just oh, man. He has it all. I can like. I'd be there like you know, even talk to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> just leave him alone. Like you know, there's nothing you could say to him. He just saw it as a. He just see it as it happens. You know, and just do it. Mm. You know, he was. Yeah. No, he's yeah. a different level. Like uh, I suppose Brian Murphy before was probably a bit like that, but not like uh, like Brendan was just Brendan was Brendan. You couldn't. Change him. You wouldn't want to change him, I don't know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I suppose he he I, he was a reluctant footballer. Like I remember when he started off first, he was a reluctant footballer. He was all hurling, like, but I actually do, and I've said it, 
I always thought he was a better better footballer. He thanked me now for that, but I, I always thought he was a better footballer than Holland. Like I just, I suppose you know, from being involved with him so much, I just said like Jesus, you know. No, he's we asked the lads last week as well know about this, but who's the, the most, I, I can't remember the word, underappreciated or um, kind of player you've managed or played with over the years, like um, I think that we asked the lads last week. Who would you say be the most, yeah? Underappreciated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose David. Underappreciated, I suppose. David, I suppose. David. David, um like I always say this, like David has the most medals in my peak, and like you know what I mean. He's got the most medals, and you know. Um, Just sorry, Mick. That's David Donovan before Hennessy yeah, goes off. Yeah, before Hennessy goes off and one. Oh Jesus! No, 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 no. David Donovan. <laughs> David Donovan. Dave. Um, he's just a quiet lad. You wouldn't even know he's there, but by God, like he gave everything to us, like a huge servant again. Played for so long, like you know, he's another another guy. Like he's got a huge, a huge amount of years under him. Like you know, so he's next to Sean. Like there's no, you know, um, Sean's uh, probably a year or two ahead of him. But she's mm. they have some service like between the two of them. My God, yeah. but Dave, I obviously just say uh, he's got yeah. the most medals by one. <laughs> you know, but uh, definitely the quietest. Definitely the quietest. And uh, when we were uh, when we won the junior C, you know, he was the captain that year, and uh, he was just a good guy, like you know. Mm-hmm. But he would be uh, he'd be the most under in my what I think anyway. Do you know what I mean? And uh, this is the kind of a, an interesting one. Now, if you had to pick an inside line, a full forward line from any. You can mix and match now from any era that you, you had. Yeah. Playing. Who would you pick in the full forward line? Well, I tell you now, like, I would definitely have, a, like, in every line of the pitch, I would have shown him all day long. Any line of the pitch. It didn't matter whether it was full back or all the way up. He'd definitely be a full forward. And um, the corner forwards, then on the left, I'd have Shane McMahon. Different class, like, great free taker. Very skillful. Pleasure to manage. And on the right would be Padre Barrett. No, no. Very, very skillful. Pleasure to manage. Like, Jesus. To treat them together would be unbelievable because they'd be, they'd be so help. They'd help and help and help and help. And that's what you want in there, like, you know, is helpers. Like, and uh, they, they just never give up. Like, and uh, no, don't get me wrong, it's hard. Like, uh, I'm letting out great players, but that's, again, that's my. Uh, It'd be my tree anywhere, do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's a great inside line. Jesus, I look, there's no wrong answer, Mick. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no. Speaking, of, speaking of wrong answers, there's wrong questions because we asked a few of the lads, uh, you know, any questions for Mick, you know, we're having the old podcast on Sunday and, uh, you know, for example... <laughs> We, we've mentioned him a few times, Mr. Hennessy. He told us a few stories. But this to be doesn't honest, sound too good, no. <laughs> not, Mr. Hennessy's uh, questions weren't suitable for this family uh, podcast, right? So we, we oh, skipped yeah. those ones. I, I but, can uh, there's a few ones, Mick. Is it correct or is it true, maybe, that you started Richie uh, Wiseman Sr. now in the corner against Rochestone there a few years back? I did, I'd say. <laughs> against Rochestone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bev was on to us, Mick, and he was saying, um, ask him about his suspensions. Did Mick ever get suspensions? Rumour has it, Mick, you got suspended one time when yourself and Bevan had to go up to the city, the city board and your, uh, your crime, as they say, was calling the ref fucking bollocks. So my question to you, Mick, was, was he, was he the ref that day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a lot of good friends referees now, so I won't. I won't oh, what was that occasion, Mick? Were you, oh. uh, were you in the wrong? Remember yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the wrong a few times. I was in the right once, but uh, I, was in the wrong, I was in the wrong as well. So Mick, oh, that's, that's been uh, a, <laughs> we'll, uh, that's been great stuff, Mick. It's been um, a long career at Peking, as you said. You started off with the minors, and uh, when the club started back in '84, you've seen a bunch of characters come through the club. You've seen some success with the club. You know, it's it's part of your, you know, it's part of your life, right? It's it's you know, and it always will be, I guess. Yeah. Um, and like like yeah. a lot of us living locally and and from abroad, you know, it's just, it's great. It's a great community. It's a great club, and yeah. And like you know, we went through there. We talk about. You know, we're learning, we're continuous, continuously learning and trying to improve ourselves. And that's a great thing as well, right? So, so Mick, I'd like to, to thank you very much for your time. Um, oh, you know, I'm, loads of people will be looking forward to hearing now your stories and your 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 wise words and stuff. So, um, thanks a million, Mick. No, um, much appreciated. I don't know what that wise words, but listen, thanks very much for having me anyway, lads. I appreciate oh, it. Brilliant. Okay. Cheers, Mick.